Okay, so if this, you said if that last chapter doesn't make you do teshuvah, I don't know what will. If this chapter doesn't make you get ecstatic, I don't know what will. This chapter is just, this is like the culmination. And in fact, the great Kabbalist and rabbi and mystic, the Rebbe's father, Rabbi Levius Hutchnerson, instructed his son, the Rebbe, to study this chapter on his wedding day, chapter 25. And this brings, yes, this is, this is like the chapter. This brings to culmination really everything that we started learning in chapter 18. Because, okay, remember the title page of the Tanya. What was the point of the Tanya? The Tanya is here to explain this one verse in the Torah. This matter is very thing near to you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. And the Alter Rebbe told us that in this book he's going to explain to us how indeed it is near to us in the long way and the short way. And we discussed previously that the long way was really the way discussed in chapters 1 through 17. The Alter Rebbe gave us some fundamentals before he got into it to explain to us about the soul, to explain to us about service of Hashem. And then he told us that if you, about contemplation, and through your mind, you can access your heart to create, generate new love and be totally on fire with Hashem. And he concluded in chapter saying like this, anybody with a brain in their head can can come to this kind of service of Hashem. If it, even if it's not love that's palpable in the heart, but at least there will be a certain resonance in the heart, and that's good enough. But now, go, moving forward in chapter 18, there, we're still left with the question. The Torah didn't say, you can do it. The Torah said, it is very near to you. Having to do lots of meditation in order to achieve and produce love in your heart, it requires effort, meditation, thinking. It's, it's, it takes a lot of effort. So to say it's very near to you, that's a little bit hard. So the Alter Rebbe in chapter 18 starts to tell us, well, it is very near to you because you have another something within you, and this is something that you don't have to generate from you. You already have it. And that is, you already have a love for Hashem in your heart. You already have a love for Hashem in your heart, and you don't have to make anything new. And he told us in chapter 18 that every single Jewish person would be giving up their life so as not to be separated from Hashem. In chapter 19, he told us that the reason why we act contrary to this love is because we don't actually feel it all the time. The reason that somebody acts against this love for Hashem is because they're not in touch with it. But if it was, it's not overt. It's hidden. But if a person would be in touch with it, then they would never... They would, it would be so easy within them. They would be in touch with their soul and they would, it would be so easy to totally keep and guard all the mitzvahs of the Torah. To get us in touch with that space within ourselves, the Alter Rebbe then went on to explain to us the idea of the unity of Hashem. And he said like this, Remember that we would be giving up our life so as not to violate the first two commandments. I am God your God. You shall not have any other gods. Now, we're first going to come to mind, that, call to mind the idea of what does it mean, I am God your God. I am God your God doesn't just mean don't have another God. I am God your God means I am the only existence. There is no existence outside of Hashem. Hashem is the only existence that there is. And violating the transgression of you shall not have any other gods means thinking that there's another existence besides Hashem. Knowing that, then we moved into understanding that every single mitzvah is a perpetration of this truth. Every single mitzvah 
When a person does a mitzvah, they are in touch with the divine will. And their soul feels at that time, their divine soul is in touch with this deepest truth at the time of the mitzvah, that Hashem is the only reality. So every mitzvah at its core is the same as the first commandment. You shall ha- I am God your God, you shall have no other gods. I am the only existence. You shall not do anything to consider something else to be an existence separate from me. When you do a mitzvah, your soul is in touch with the deepest truth that Hashem is the only existence. You become an expression of the divine will. On the other hand, when a person does an avera, when they do a transgression, they are now violating the fact that Hashem is the only existence. And they are saying that, God forbid, there is some other master. There is some separate existence besides for him. Having these principles in mind, now we are moving into chapter 25. I'm going to read their introduction that they have here in chapter 25. In this chapter, the Alter Rebbe concludes the discussion we began in chapter 18. There he began to explain the verse, For this thing is very near to you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. Meaning, that to serve Hashem out of a feeling of love and awe for Him is a very easy matter for everyone. This assertion seems contrary to our experience, for it is no easy matter, as the Alter Rebbe pointed out in chapter 17, to turn one's heart from worldly matters to a love and fear of Hashem. In answer, he stated that it is indeed an easy matter, for we do not need to create these feelings. We already have them. All that is required of us is to arouse our innate love and fear of Hashem from their latent state and to employ them in service of Hashem. He then went on to explain, in chapters 18 and 19, the nature and essence of this love and fear. The soul, with its power of faith in Hashem by which it is attached to Him, intrinsically desires to cleave to its divine source. This desire also contains an element of fear, the fear of anything that constitutes separation from Hashem. So powerful are these feelings that by his very nature, a Jew will sacrifice his life rather than practice idolatry, which is a repudiation of Hashem's unity. In the following chapters, the Alter Rebbe explained that all of the mitzvot are an affirmation of Hashem's unity, which means that everything exists within Hashem and is one with Him. For in the mitzvot, Hashem's will is revealed, and he who performs them becomes perfectly united with him. Conversely, all sins constitute idolatry, for idolatry implies that there is something, anything, that exists outside of Hashem and separate from, and separate from him. Through any transgression, one separates himself from Hashem's will as expressed in the commandments, and thus from Hashem himself, placing himself in the domain of the klipot, who deny Hashem's unity. By his very nature, then, a Jew would always observe the mitzvot and would never sin, were it not for a spirit of folly that obscures his innate, hidden love for Hashem and does not permit him to feel the diverse effects of mitzvot and sins on his connection with Hashem. In this chapter, the Alter Rebbe concludes this discussion, stating that every Jew at any time is able to dispel the spirit of folly and to arouse his hidden love for Hashem. Thus, when he is tempted to sin, he will actually feel how the sin would tear him away from Hashem, and he would therefore resist the impulse. Similarly, when he was, is required to perform a mitzvah, he will feel his love for Hashem dictating, dictating that he do so, so as to be united with him. So chapter 25, This then is the meaning of the verse, for this thing is very near to you, to observe the Torah and its commandments out of love and fear of Hashem. It's not just that we can do them practically speaking, but that we can align our feelings and our personality is very near to us. For at any time and moment, 
A person is capable and free to rid himself of the spirit of folly which renders him insensitive to the separation between himself and Hashem caused by sin and the forgetfulness that he has a love of Hashem by virtue of which he desires to unite with him through the fulfillment of the mitzvot. So clarity is just a thought away. Any single moment we can grab onto it. Any time and moment a person has the capability and the freedom to get rid of this insanity that makes him think that there's a difference between one sin and another. To make him think that a sin is not going to tear him away from Hashem. And also to forget that every mitzvah connects him with Hashem. We can have it in our power at any moment. So there's two things the Altar is saying here. One thing is, he's telling us that, in the simple meaning, we can do it at any moment. But also there's something different about this love than the love that we talked about in chapter 1 through 17. The love that we talked about in chapters 1 through 17, by the way, although that we're saying it's not innate and we had to create them, there's a certain power in that love. The power in the love that you created with your mind is that you own it. It pervades all aspects of your personality. When you understand something so well, it changes the way you think. Like the example that we gave of somebody thinking that something was a delicious ice cream and then they see it's a blocked artery, a deep knowledge then changes their very feelings. He went from looking at this picture thinking how delicious to looking at the very same picture and thinking how disgusting. When you know something very, very well, it pervades your whole personality. You change based on that. So when you really meditate about Hashem and you generate this new love for Hashem, it pervades everything about you. You now have it so real and so deep within you that you, you integrated it into your personality. But nevertheless, there's something more powerful than the love that we have already innately within us. And that is because the love that we create fluctuates. Somebody could be um, very busy that day, very disturbed, distracted, and then they can't tap into that love so much because they're not available for meditation. So because their mind is, is troubled and distracted, they don't have the same availability. Also, spiritually speaking, sometimes are more opportune than others. Like, for example, that we learned in chapter 12, that the time of prayer is a very opportune time because it's a time when the supernal mind is in a state of broadness, when, when the supernal mind is in a higher state, all of us have more of a capability to tap in. Or the Asera Simei Teshuvah, the Nevi Yeshaya says, Seek out Hashem when he is found. Call him when he is close. During the times of the 10 days of Teshuvah, Teshuvah is so easy. Connecting with Hashem is so easy. There are certain spiritual moments that are more easy and available. That's all when it comes to the love that we have to generate. But when we're talking about the love that we have within us, this love doesn't have to be created. And this love is rock solid. It never fluctuates. And not just that, every single Jewish person has it equally. Remember, we were talking about different levels before, the tzaddik and the rasha and the benoni and the type of levels. Some people are not um, capable of feeling such deep feelings as other people are capable of feeling. That's only true when it comes to the love that we create. But when it comes to our natural inborn love, we're all on the same page. We all have this same love that's innate within us that we can tap into at any moment. So when we're talking about this love, it's always just a moment away. But this love doesn't fluctuate. It doesn't go away. It's who we are, essentially. He is always able to remember. He is always able to remember and arouse his love of the one God that is certainly, undoubtedly latent in his heart. 
since everyone, even the most hardened sinner, is endowed with this inborn love. So we can get rid of this spirit of insanity by just tapping in and remembering that we have this love within us. We have a problem. Sometimes we forget we even have the love. And sometimes we make a differentiation and think that there's a difference between one sin and the other. And both of these are the insanity. It's insanity to forget that you have this love, that you will be willing. It's like those people who are ready to die for their family, but on an everyday basis they neglect them or hurt them. <laughs> you forget that this is you, who you are at your core. It's crazy that you forget it. You forget your love. That's one craziness. The other craziness is that you think that there's a difference between one sin and another. There, every single sin rips a person away from Hashem. When you realize that it's just insanity that makes the spirit of, that makes you think there's a difference, that you can get rid of it. This is the meaning of in your heart, meaning that everyone can serve Hashem out of love, which is an emotion of the heart. Yet love Hashem by itself is insufficient. One needs also a fear of Hashem to guard against violating the prohibitive commands. Therefore, the Alter Rebbe continues, This love carries with it also fear, that is, dread of being separated on any account from Hashem's unity and oneness. Even if it means sacrificing his life so as not to be separated from him, he will do so. Because we were saying that it is exceedingly near to keep all of the mitzvahs of the Torah. That means the positive mitzvahs and the negative mitzvahs. If it's only about love, then it will be very exceedingly near to keep all the positive mitzvahs. But to refrain from violating prohibitions, you need fear too. Let's look at this in a regular human example. A person who is only motivated by love will do whatever they can to make somebody happy, but then when it comes to doing something the other person doesn't like, they might not be so careful. If there's no respect, if there's only love, they may not be so careful not to do the things that the other person will like because love makes a person in a certain sense a very, I don't want to say blind, but a little bit like, ah, oh, it's all good, it's all good. Just, just this little something is not going to make such a big difference. That's why fear is needed too. But guess what? This love is unique. It's different than every other love. Most love, there's love and there's fear. This love has within it also fear. It's similar to the love of life. The love of life is not just about loving life. It's also the fear of death. It's one and the same together. You know, when it comes to like a person who loves another person, so they love them and they don't want to be separate from them, but there's the love that they have for them and then not wanting to be separate from them is an outgrowth of the love, but it's not the same type of fear as the fear that a person has that is so tied up with the love of life, the fear of death. So this love has within it fear. Let's explore a little bit why fear is necessary as well as love, because I know in our culture it's not so exciting. <laughs> Everything has to be about love. People don't want to hear about fear. So, first of all, service of Hashem has to be done with humility. And if there's only love, love itself doesn't engender humility. Love itself has self-importance to it. I love. When you're full of love and you're only about love, you have a sense of self. It's only when there's also fear that there's humility as well. And then when a person has fear, they have humility. And even their, love, even their love has humility in it. So that's one reason. One reason is to serve Hashem, you need humility. And with love alone, you're not going to have humility. Another reason is there's not proper balance if there's only love. 
Love on its own, if a person just has love, it can branch off into strange love. It gives a chance for the unholy love to take root as well. If there's love, holy love, and also holy fear, it doesn't give a chance for the opposing forces to take root and to branch it off into strange love or to strange fear because the principle is that the unholy forces can only counter the holy forces of their own kind. So unholy love can counter holy love, but it cannot counter holy love that's included with holy fear. When it's the two of them together, they are fortified. It doesn't give room to branch off for the unholy love. And here's something mystical, and that is the two klipas of Bil'am and Amalek. If you write them like this, <coughs> Bil'am on top and Amalek on the bottom. Can I borrow somebody's pen? Thank you so much. So, right, Bil'am on top. Bil'am. <coughs> and, oh, actually, uh, oh. I'm Oh, thank you. I'll go to the the napkin. Okay, okay, one second. <laughs> if you write Bill um, on top and I'm like on the bottom, I'm sorry if it's not so clear. The right half says Bill um, and the left half says I'm like. Now, if you do the same thing and you write year uh, on top and ahava on the bottom, <coughs> the right hand says year a. Uh, and the left hand says, Ahava. And so the two of these together are the strong enough forces to fight those klipas of Bil'am and Amalek. So love on its own, thank you so much. Love on its own is never enough. We need to have fear as well. And so that's what the Alter Rebbe is teaching us here is that this natural love that we have for Hashem is not just about love. Within it included is also fear. And that's why we are strong enough to Resist the Yetzirah at every moment because it's natural to us. We have this natural love for Hashem that we never want to be separated from Him. And in this natural love is this fear, just like someone who doesn't want to die because they love life. We don't want to be separated from Hashem because we love Him so much. This is the meaning of in your heart, meaning that everyone can serve Hashem out of love, which is an emotion of the heart. Oh, we read this. This love carries within it. We read this too. Without any reason or logic, but purely out of one's divine nature, as illustrated in chapter 19 by the analogy of the flame of a candle, which intrinsically seeks to unite with its source, the soul instinctively seeks to unite with Hashem within its divine source. Because of this nature, it recoils in fear from anything that may sever its connection with Hashem even at the cost of life itself. Surely then, it is far easier to subdue one's appetites since this entails much lighter suffering than death, which he would willingly endure so as not to be torn away from Hashem. Mastering his evil inclination is easier. Okay, so I'm going to sum up what we said until now. Remember, chapter 25 brings this all together. Knowing what we know, that we have within us this deep love for Hashem, that we would give up our life rather than be separated from Hashem. 
And knowing that every single mitzvah unites us with Hashem to the point that we give expression of the truest reality of the first commandment. Mm-hmm. I am God, your God. There is no, that means I am the only reality. Every mitzvah gives expression to I am this, the only reality. Every avera rips a person apart from Hashem. Every avera is a violation of the second commandment. You shall have no other gods, meaning don't give credence or importance to any existence besides for me. Knowing what we know, we now have it just a thought away. It's literally a moment away. Anytime we are faced with a test, we need to remember this love. As soon as we remember this love, it's completely accessible within our reach to dispel the spirit of insanity that overtakes us. That's what the Torah says. It is very much within reach because at any moment you could remember and arouse this love and no matter who a person is, even they are on the lowest ranks of the Jewish people, they are the heart, most hardened sinner. Even the most hardened sinner has this latent love within him. And therefore, we can call up this love at any time to conquer our Yetzirah, our evil inclination. Because a person would give up their life so as not to be separated from Hashem. How painful is that? It's much less painful to resist the temptation. Look, he didn't say it's not painful to resist the temptation. It's painful to resist a temptation. It's hard. It's hard to hold yourself back. It's hard to resist. It's hard to have self-control. It's hard to push yourself to do a little something that you weren't going to do. It's hard. It's painful. But it's not as painful as death. And death, a person would willingly endure so as not to be separated from Hashem. So how about going through this little bit of pain so as not to be separated from Hashem, which is much lighter than death. So we're going to close at this and open up for questions.